Welcome to Story Route Zero. This is a podcast where friends gather to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and the strange worlds of video games. We often don't know where we're going, but that's half the fun. Come on the journey with us. Hit us up on Twitter at StoryRouteZero. You can send us an email at StoryRouteZero at gmail.com. That includes questions, concerns, comments, complaints, pet pics. Send us some recipes. Send us some stories about your day. We're going to listen. Podcast start your engines. We have liftoff. Let's have a journey. Take a piece of tinsel and put it on the tree. Cut a slab of melon and pretend that you still love me. Carve out a pumpkin and rely on your destiny. Get in your car and cruise the land of the brave and free. That's Ween. This is episode 80 of Story Route Zero. My name is Matthew and I've got three friends with me. Feels like it's been a while since we've done this, everyone. Jason, how are you? Pretty good. Michaela, how are you? I'm here. Moose. Doing good. Cool. Doing good. And apparently I am roboting for no no one but Moose. Well, it's funny because Moose, when he said pretty good, was in full robot. Oh, I didn't hear. He sounded fine to me. I don't know. I've, I've hardwired it now. Should be good. Cool. That them real them real podcasts would edit that. I'm leaving that on the it's there's no cutting room floor. <laughs> That's fine with me. Our cut our cutting room floor is the feed. <laughs> <laughs> uh so we talk about video games here. Um but first we've been off for two weeks now. And uh how's everybody been? Y'all been good? I know we were kind of, we were off last week because I ended up having to work some weird hours. And I think Michaela had a thing. And then it was Moose's wife's birthday? No, it was the anniversary. Anniversary? My bad. Uh, Happy anniversary. Um, Thank you. I mean, the anniversary is just a different kind of birthday. Am I right? Okay. Okay. uh, and then in a roundabout way, yes. I think the other way around, I mean, birthday is a different kind of anniversary. I mean, that's true. I mean, I think that's that, a better I, statement. I think it's a two lane highway. I think it goes both <laughs> ways. Um, but uh, he, here we are, starting at zero debating concepts. Um, is a birthday an anniversary or is an anniversary a birthday? The birth of a title, episode 80. Boom. <laughs> Hot dog is a taco. Let's just be con- let's be, let's just be as controversial as we can. Okay, let's not. Um, whoa, 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 <laughs> <laughs> whoa! So M- Michaela just taught us about the wonders of lost ketchup. So how you been, Michaela? <laughs> I've been, I've been around, hanging out, doing stuff. Good. Care to elaborate? 
Sure. I'll only talk about the good things. There have Our been cases some bad pending. Things. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. There's been some some stuff. That New, that New England thing of I gotta hurt some people. You coming with me? And then they're like, "Whose car are we Who taking? Car are we gonna take?" <laughs> and none of those people probably ever seen the town. I mean, I'm not gonna say my family Italian and in Providence during you know the stuff, but whatever, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but not. Um, so I'll talk about the good things in my life. Um, so I've been very seriously working out lately. I've mostly usually been doing a four day upper lower split at the gym, but this past week I actually did a six day split because I needed it. I needed a place to put some energy. I needed a place to go and have a healthy mental space. And I've been feeling really good. Although I did learn something about myself in that doing a six day upper lower split I can do three days upper lower. I can do three days upper, two days lower, no problem, and hit core on all of them. But that third leg day, fuck, fuck. I need to adjust volume if I'm ever going to do that again. So for the foreseeable future, I'll probably do four days plus a fifth day optional for extra upper and core. But the gym has been very good for me mentally and physically. Um, and I've been watching some anime. Sorry, Jason. Not sorry. Um, don't apologize for that tell us please yeah so i finally watched demon slayer um which was like the anime of the season in 2019 was the big buzz um i've started that i've watched the first three episodes of that anime like four separate times and i just keep forgetting to keep moving it was pretty good i think it's good i don't think it's like amazing but i liked it my main problem with it is the two like main characters are great, but then like the two main side characters, your party members, if you will, in an RPG that join halfway through the show are super fucking annoying. And it's never, it's like, they're so archetypal. It's never just like, okay, we got it. It's like, no, they're always on all the way, turned up to a 10, extremely annoying, never no. off. Like it doesn't ever come down after they establish what kind of archetypal character they are it's just like all the time here and i'm like okay fuck off but the two main characters are great i love the the brother sister dynamic that they got going it's a it's a good show very good the other one wonderfully animated too oh god it's beautiful it's beautiful and it's got a great voice cast i mean the main character is zach aguilar and he's been getting a lot of work lately he's been in everything from seven deadly to the near replicant um remaster recently mm-hmm. um he's been doing a lot of stuff erica harlacker pops her head in there she does fucking everything from persona to seven deadly again to east nine to genshin impact she's in everything lately um so good voice cast good music good art um the other one i've been watching i haven't finished it yet but i've been watching finally started watching rising of shield hero um which i'm very much enjoying and it is a good uh, anime for gamers because it basically starts out like an MMO. Um, it's kind of like the essential concept. And I was watching the first two episodes and I was like, oh, God, is this going to be cringe? And it, it's not. It's not at all cringe because, you know, whenever there's a guy and a girl with like animal ears, you're going to be like, OK, is she going to be naked by the third episode? And the answer is no, it's fine. We're, we're OK. <laughs> no cringe here. Um so big thumbs up for me on Rising of Shield Heroes so far. It's been very good. Um, very much enjoying that. So it's been anime and fitness up in here. A lot of those 
things to keep myself occupied and happy as can be for this week. And then today I got, I, I'm officially negative for COVID, by the way. I'm safe to be around. Got tested today, had to go do the rapid test so that I can travel to the U.S. Virgin Islands on Friday. Nice. Well, congratulations on being negative. Enjoy the trip. Yeah. So I won't be here next Monday. Don't get used to me yet. Okay, so I guess we're taking next Monday off. Is that <laughs> I mean, we're on a roll. We might as well. <laughs> it's a regular thing. We don't take off. We just record every other week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There we go. Moose, how you been? Been pretty good, man. Pretty good. Uh, weekend was good. Um, yesterday, I mowed the lawn, just hung out, and played some video games, and then I played some Division Two with a buddy of mine from Richie's community. And then Saturday was family time. That was uh, Van Gogh, the immersion, the immersive Van Gogh experience thing. Mm-hmm. We went and did that and had dinner in Charlotte. And that was a lot of fun. It was really cool to see. Um, and now I understand a little bit more. They were like, you can show up two hours before or two hours after your ticket. And now I understand why. Cause it was like 30 minutes long. And so you could just sit there and watch it. And so it was kind of like a like a square room, but almost like an H-shaped room, I want to say, because it had little like little cubbies you can go into, and the walls were projection, and it just projected the art on, and they they basically animated its art and had some music going to it, and it was just really trippy and cool. Uh, I highly recommend checking it out if you can. Um, so we watched. I watched it twice. I'm like. Um, if it's 30 minutes, I paid $60 for this ticket. I'm going to pay a dollar a minute to sit here and look at this. So I changed, like, I went and sat in a different part where I was, like, in one of the little cubby things, like, watching it. And it was pretty cool. It's pretty badass. But other than that, some video games and just chilling. That was about it. So Cool. Jason? Same old. Just relaxing. Enjoying the the house and the yard. I hate putting together the water. Well, no, the water slide's easy to put together. It's putting it away sucks every time the girls <laughs> want to use it. It's already wet, and you're like, ah! Wet, and then you're like, <laughs> okay, well, it's supposed to be nice out, so we'll leave it out, but it'll dry off. And then yeah. it's like, just as like, it might thunderstorm. I'm like, no! <laughs> It's not gonna like strike like okay. No, you know it, the girl the girls enjoy it too. It's worth it, but uh, yeah, yeah. Wrote of writing some reviews. You know, my latest came out today or well Monday. Um, Blightbound. I'll talk about it. Um, I have things to say. Um, cool. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. I have things to say. It's not cool about the game, <laughs> but we'll get to that. Matt. Uh, so last week I uh, was working third shift, and uh, it was a pretty stressful week. And then Reba had her own sort of stresses at work. So by the end of the week. We were very thankful that we had scheduled time at the mountains. So we were at the mountains all weekend. Uh, And it was pretty amazing. 
how we went from kind of wanting to strangle each other to just ah, relax. Hey, go come here, come here. You just you just you're just sitting here whining. You've already went out. I don't really know what you want. Ugh, this dog's gonna be the end of me. Um, but so we were in the mountains all weekend, and it was very relaxing. And we had stuff that we wanted to do, but then we were just sort of we were just sort of there, and we're like, no, we're not gonna do it. I'm just gonna just gonna sit. Um, her her uh, friend Charlotte and her husband Carmen came over to the house because they live up there, and uh, we had a nice sort of day long, just sort of hang sesh and snacks and made some food. It was a good time, uh, but it was genuinely sad to leave around 8 p.m. last night, get home uh, 11, <laughs> at 11, and then wake up and go to work this morning. Wish I didn't have to do that, but you know, what are you going to do? Other than that, uh, I, played, I, I played a decent amount of two games. But this is a backlog week. Yeah, we can do backlog first before we and anything else who would like to talk about their backlog game first okay i will up first uh, is matt <laughs> with void bastards released void. on may may 28 2019 developed by blue manchu and published by humble bunda yes uh so I've gotten decently far into this game. I don't really finish roguelikes very often. I don't finish them quickly, so I was not expecting to finish this game. So if you're gonna if you're gonna oust me for that, whatever. Um, but this game is really fun. I think it's kind of misdirecty at first. Like it gives you, a, I mean, because it's a it's a first person shooter essentially, but. I would almost say that that is uh, that sort of uh, leads you down one way to play, but it, it's actually counterintuitive to play it as a shooter because most of the enemies are really, really tough. Um, and it, I found uh, I found more success in finding ways to distract enemies in Void Bastards uh, as well as just straight running. Just saying, you know what? Screw this. I'm out. Um, and it was it was really it was really hard for me to to sort of make that choice, just because you know I've I've been playing video games a long time, and you don't say definitely habits that you've had for a while tend to die hard because you see that gun pointing out of the bottom right side of your screen. You kind of know what's up. You're either going to be pulling a trigger, you're going to be looking down sights and you're going to watch things die. Uh, and that just doesn't happen. I mean, granted, you know, when you start, there are, there are certain enemies that you could just sort of take out, but because it's a roguelike, there's a lot of figuring out to do. And, um, Actually, I probably shouldn't even say it's a roguelike. It's definitely more of a roguelite than a roguelike. Uh, just because every run, you get resources, you can build parts, and then you can use those parts to construct upgrades. Or you can find the necessary parts on your on your trip. Um now I don't have the I don't have the full scope of the story here because I haven't finished it, 
but uh, you are essentially uh, a Kool-Aid packet person that has been added, that has had water added to them, and you are attached to this, essentially a sentient backpack, and the backpack collects all the resources and all the, the scraps, especially if you, and then if you die, uh, the backpack leaves you on the ship <laughs> and adds water to another Kool-Aid packet. Uh, the backstory of the Kool-Aid packets is they were prisoners. Um, each prisoner has a little offense that they've, uh, that, that tells you the reason they were, they were imprisoned. Um, and there's a very much there's very much a rogue legacy sort of aspect to the character generator. Uh, what I think here is, I think that Blue Manchu and I believe Kara Ellison did a lot of writing on this game, if I remember correctly. But what Blue Manchu and uh, did was they found ways to incorporate. The, the backstory um, of the generated character with, or they, they did more to incorporate the backstory of the character as well as traits of the character into the gameplay. Whereas in Rogue Legacy, you would get a nice little gimmick. Uh, some of those gimmicks exist here, but I think, I just think they're, they're done better. Like every so often you'll get a player that can only see black and white. I mean, and that has its own set of challenges. Um, but for the what's up? I was just saying when I played, I had a few smokers, and yeah. you couldn't run for shit. Oh yeah, I, I see. I had uh, I, I've had I've only had one smoker. Uh, I had I, I do like that when you pause the game and look at the map in the top left hand corner. There's a picture, a mugshot of your character. I had one character that was short statured and you just see them holding uh, the prisoner thing over their head and you see the top of their head behind the prisoner thing. I thought that was cute. Um, And that character was probably the character I did the most work with because they were impossible to hit, which was great (laughs) because the enemy AI just couldn't hit me. Uh, Except for the turrets. Those turrets are pretty accurate and, and annoying. Um, I had one character that every time you pick up an item, they scream. So you're picking up an item, just any old item. He goes, yeah, I'm like, and, and because it's a stealth game, everybody finds you when you do that. But luckily you can find vessels that are equipped with a trait shifter. So you can, you, you can remove traits you don't want, or you can just do a rando switch. Um, uh, I also, I just today, I had a a woman who every so often heard voices. So she would just start having conversations. <laughs> and when you're trying to sneak around some enemy, and she's like, wait, what'd you say? And they all turn around. And, and they're like, what? And all of a sudden, I'm running as if I'm Agent 47 and Hitman again. Uh, Void Bastards is really, really fun. And I think uh, while I brought up the Rogue Legacy uh, reference earlier, I do think that these two games are probably the most comparable in terms of like 
what they do for what they what they do for what they are. I think uh, where it's it's definitely like it's probably well, you could probably throw Darkest Dungeon in here too, just because of the character generator. But um, the I think the real difference is Rogue Legacy is almost purposefully punishing and not purposefully punishing in like a from software sort of way it's purposely punishing like it just wants to be difficult which Mm -hmm. is why which is ultimately why i ended up bouncing off of rogue legacy whereas this game while i don't really i i i do think it it it's ever closer to getting its hooks into me and having me stick around to at least see it out I don't feel the need to put it down. Um, there is a there is a nice it's it's a nice thing where I, I feel like I could step away from this game for a month or two and come back and be like, okay, I have to do a few runs to get like a little de rust going, and then I can I can basically just I think the or the reorienting yourself to a game like Void Bastards would be way easier. So it's not like um, most roguelikes or roguelites that, that come out and you kind of have to devote your efforts to wrap your mind around it and then sort of stick with it till you finish. Uh, but yeah, uh, I really like it. Uh, I, I think it's, I think it's very funny. Uh, the, the, I don't know whose voice it is, but I don't, I, I know that like every time you regen, like you get a, you, you'll get like a little bit of dialogue. Like I chose you specifically for regeneration because I believe something's, and it, it kind of has a wisecrack to say about all the characters. Um, I think the little quirks you get are funny. Uh, you can get characters that are broken, which is great uh, because when you have uh, a character that has the trait unstoppable and um, I don't remember what it's called, but it doesn't make noise when they run all of a sudden you can speed through a ship and almost get out of there without being seen. Unstoppable is a trait where all the, if you're next to a door, it opens automatically. You don't have to trigger it to open. If it's a locked door, unlocks and opens automatically so you're just speeding through uh these bigger ships and the way that the the progression that i've seen so far is when you start you're looking for a line printer and an id card because you need to create a fake id for your character and when you create the fake id it doesn't work because it's a fake id and you didn't get it cleared with hr so you have to go you have to get the hr computer to clear through hr i'm in the midst of doing the hr computer i've gotten three of the four components for that there's two for the first and four for the next and uh this game's really cool (laughs) Um, I like the death sequence. How each time when you die, it just you just see your character hit the floor face down, and then out of a file drawer comes a Kool Aid packet. They add water to it, backpack attaches, and you're off. Uh, it was one of those things. I said, "Hey Reba, look at this," and she's like, "What's happening right now?" <laughs> I'm like, "I'm a Kool Aid packet," <laughs> and she's like, "Okay." Is there a context for this? And I explained it. She's like, yep, it's a video game. 
Like, yeah, it's a video game. It's a very good one, and uh, and I will slowly keep plugging away. I've played predominantly on my PS5 and Switch uh, because the Game Pass copy I have is no longer there. So, but whatever. Moose no real- played <coughs> Ape Out, which was released February 28th, 2019. Got a lot of 2019 games. Yeah. It was developed by Gabe Cuzillo and Bennett Foddy and published by Devolver Digital. Mm-hmm. Our boys. Our boys at Devolver. <laughs> uh, so how was your free jazz beat em up? I like I like Ape Out. Ape Out was a lot of fun. Um I liked the concept behind it. I, I, there's like next to no story. You're you're an ape and you're just trying to escape, just getting mm-hmm. out there, killing scientists, working your way to the next level. So um, it's ape escape with tunes. Yeah, and death, like a lot of death. Like yeah. like ape escape, you're pretty much just like capturing the monkeys. This you're like killing people, like. Uh, like I, I always thought, I thought it was pretty funny. Like, like the the cool thing about the game is like it has some cool mechanics mixed into it. Because so for people that don't know, it kind of plays like, and they have played it, but it kind of plays like Hotline Miami. So it's like top down, you're twin stick shooting. You have two things that you could do in in Ape Out. You can grab somebody, or you can push them, and that's all you can do. And so basically, like if like as you play the level and as you if you die which i did plenty of times like you'll learn the level and the place and and even the enemies are like randomly generated so it's not the same every single time which is really nice and i like that because that was really challenging but um you'd be like oh hey look over there there's a guy there's a rocket launcher guy and there's a shotgun guy right next to him run up grab the shotgun guy turn him just in time for him to shoot and he blows up the rocket launcher guy and then Oh, hey, look, here's a wall right here. So you just shove the shotgun dude right into the wall and he goes splat. And then what's cool is any person that you like kill, you could pick up, it might be an arm, it might be their whole body or whatever. And then you can absorb like a shot from like, whether it's like a gun, uh, like, or, like I mean, like a shotgun, a submachine gun, like there's snipers in one level where you're on like the top floors of a building and there's snipers and stuff. And then, like, you have a quote-unquote health bar, but it's not visible on your screen. It's basically the pattern of blood that you leave behind as you're running. And so, like, when you're first playing and you're starting and you're like, oh, I'm almost to the end of the of the level, like, you could eat a shotgun blast real quick if you can get to the guy and kill him and then run out the door to exit the level. So um, I had a lot of fun playing it, a lot of the missions, and... What's really cool is the stage is just basically like when you die, the stage just like zooms out and it's the word dead. And then it just shows where you went through the level. And I'm like, that is awesome. I love that. Now the, the levels are exactly the same. It's just the placement of the enemies that are different. And so like, you're like, like there were so many times I'm like, fuck, I was almost there. I was almost there. <laughs> and so like, you're just like one more time. So it like feeds that one more time. Let's go, let's go. And so, um, yeah, 
and basically ultimately you know as you would expect you know you you escape in the end which was fun um but yeah the the game's a lot of fun i had a blast with it uh if you liked hotline miami you'll like this as well um and the so like Matt said the jazz was really cool and it kind of like picked up beating on that stuff to how you were moving throughout the level and then would slow back down again. And then the art style is really cool because it's like, it's like, do you remember it's the, like the beginning like, of catch? It's the beginning of catch me if you can. Yeah. Like it, it's got a very like, remember construction mosaics you would make when you were a kid, like, you know, like you'd have like the black be the sky, the background, then you'd have like, you know, like a house and stuff. Like, it's kind of like that, like where he used very contrasting colors and whatnot. And it is just, yeah, but it's just so much fun just murdering scientists. <laughs> like you're just running around and grabbing them. The, some of the cool points were like, uh, you're there's one where you're on a boat because they captured you again and you ha- you're on a boat, you have to get out and you can just push people off the boat into the water. There's parts where you're, in the high rise of the building and you can just take people and throw them out the window. And then you just see, you just see them fall and just splat. (laughs) You just keep moving. So um, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Uh, It plays really well. I never, well, I guess I shouldn't say never, but um, sometimes the controls were like finicky like like picking up a guy or, or like throwing a guy or, or I'd or I'd be like, man, I should I shouldn't have died there. I shouldn't have been hit there. But it wasn't enough to the point where um it deterred me from playing it. I didn't feel like it was cheap. You know what I mean? I feel mm-hmm. like if he not he, but if he makes a sequel, I feel like that will be ironed out, the controls and that issue that I had with it. But other than that, I recommend it. Pick it up, play it. I'm sure it'll be on sale this holiday season you know it's on switch and pc right now only i believe Mm -hmm. i don't think it's anywhere else currently as far Uh, as i know it's not i thought it ran well on the switch undocked i ran it mobile at work a lot and then i would so like i figured out how many levels there were going to be and then i was like i have to be one level like one world not level i have to be one world before i play anything else for the day Mm -hmm. but then here's a testament to how good the gameplay is i got to the point where i was like no i'm gonna play some more like i would beat a world and i'd be like i'm gonna play a little bit more of the next one just because it was so good and it was so much fun and i'm like well actually i don't want to put this down now you know what i mean so but yeah it's a lot of fun i recommend it kayla played river city girls which was released september 5th 2019 and developed and published by WayForward. He's gone. Say your stuff now, real quick. <laughs> Nobody who's interested in River City Girls or likes the River City Girls should listen to anything I'm about to say because I did not like River City Girls. And it's not that it's a bad game. That is not the case. It is just not the game for me. And it wasn't a case of even like, I. it's not even like I didn't like it. I actively disliked it. You know, the difference between a game just not clicking and then a game like you really don't like it and it kind of makes you mad. That's me with River City Girls. So I'm going to be honest. I probably topped out at max about three hours into this. So maybe a third into the game 
clearly didn't beat it. Don't think I even got halfway. Played it a couple times for a total of about maybe three hours. And reasons why I so strongly dislike this game. So the premise of it is these two high school girls, their boyfriends get kidnapped and you got to go save them. And I knew that. I didn't think it would bother me. But then I got into the game and I found the characters extremely annoying, like very annoying. Um, So that was strike number one off the bat. I found the girls to be very annoying. The premise I did not think would bother me. It ended up actively bothering me how dumb it was. Um, And then mechanically the game, I mean, it's a a 2D side-scrolling beat-em-up. And I played plenty of those as a kid. I had a bunch of like licensed style beat-em-up games on my Game Boy as a kid. Um, like Spider-Man, X-Men type of licensed side-scrolling 2D beat-em-up games um, that they probably just pushed out because they were licensed titles for Game Boy Advance and whatnot. Um, but something about playing this one, the hitboxes felt weird and the controls felt weird. So to run, you have to like double tack like the stick. Like there is no like push this to run or just hold it down and you'll keep running. You have to like click, click, like move the stick. You also can't really move on a diagonal very efficiently. It's very annoying. Um, so it's basically up, down and hope you don't need to hit something diagonally or like move across a screen diagonally. Like let's say you come in at the top here and have to exit at the bottom over here. You're going to go like this. You're going to do like a 90 degree turn because like going like this is just like not physically pleasant um, with the way that the control is set up. So I didn't like the characters. I found them annoying. I found the mechanics annoying. I found some of the hitbox kind of iffy. Another thing I didn't like was the text in this game. And I don't have bad eyesight. I don't wear glasses. I can read fine. All that. I could not read for shit in this game. I I had to get up and walk up to the screen and be like, what the fuck does that say? And I still couldn't tell. The text is like microbial. It is small. Um, So I think I would have had a slightly better experience if I had picked this up on the Switch and played it in handheld because then I would have that like nostalgic memory, that like physical like sense memory of what it was like to play games similar to this um on my game boy as a kid and i would be able to fucking read it um because you unlock moves as you go so you start off with a fairly basic like you got like an attack on square and an attack on triangle type of thing and then you unlock moves as you level up and you can buy moves from like the dojo and stuff like that um but to read what the fuck they do i literally i had to get up and put my face on the screen i couldn't read it so um yeah, and some like again, the hitboxes would be weird on some of this shit. So I just found it really frustrating, which was upsetting because I was excited for this game. It was the first game I bought for my beat 'em ups challenge. So for the people who either don't remember or don't know, I pick a different genre for myself every year that's outside of my comfort zone that I don't typically play and try to games from it. So River City Girls was the first one I picked up for my beat 'em ups challenge. It's not the first one I played this year, but it's the first one I picked up when I knew that was going to be my genre for the year. Um, and I remember watching videos on YouTube when this game came out or shortly thereafter. Like I remember watching the completionists video on it and it looked fun. So I was kind of disappointed that it really didn't click with me. Um, 
so the, like the one, I, some good things I'll say about it. The sprites are really well done. The music is pretty good from what I heard of it for the f- three hours that I was playing. Um, but yeah, overall, I think I would have enjoyed it more on the Switch in handheld rather than playing it on the PlayStation. Um, but even then, that's not going to change the fact that I didn't like the characters and the, the, com- like the combos didn't feel good. The best thing about the game, my favorite mechanic in the game was when you, so if you hit somebody enough, they fall down. Um, you can pick up a downed enemy and smack other enemies with them. So that's fun. Uh, similar to eight route, but, um, and you, you get a, number, a certain number of smacks and then either that character you're smacking people with KOs or they get back up. Um, but yeah, that was, that was kind of my, it's not, like I said, it's not that it's a poorly made game or a bad game. It might not be the best optimized accessibility wise. Um, it just wasn't the game for me, the story premise, the way that the combat feels and those issues that I had with being able to even just read what was on the screen just kind of put me off, uh, unfortunately, and made me quite physically angry when I would try to play the game. So um, not going to continue this one, unfortunately. That sucks. Sorry you didn't like it. Yeah, me too. I played Disco Elysium. This was released October 15th, 2019. We all had 2019 backlog games. Look at that. It was developed and published by Zaum, Z-A slash U-M. This is a cool game. This is, um, it's definitely not my style of game because it is a, in a sense, it's like, like for all the reasons I hated Thimbleweed Park, I loved Disco Elysium. It's dialogue focused. It's dialogue heavy. But I felt your actions were more, well, your actions are way more varied. Like, we're talking, like, not just, like, yes or no. Like, how old are you? The sky is green. And the <laughs> it's like, what? Like, the main character you can kind of just go completely off the rails. Like you have an internal dialogue most of the game, which is just, it's like a lizard voice and you're just like... Lizard rain, yeah. It's just, but it's cool how they do it. Like you get traits, like one of the traits early is hobo cop. So you you play a cop. Um, You're probably not the best person to be a cop, but... So Hobocop, you start just, you'll ramble. But the longer you have the trade, it becomes internalized. And then you'll like discover junk on the street that can be useful. So it's like you have to deal with the consequence of picking up this like trade. But the lo- as the longer you have it in game, it kind of internalizes and becomes something useful. And it's just, it was just cool how they incorporated it all. Um, You really have, like, you're having an internal debate the whole time with yourself over what to respond with. And this world is completely fleshed out. It's, uh, 
fictional world of Elysium, there's like communism, but it's not called communism. And there's like racism and like anything you can think of. And it's just how you like you can kind of like Outer Worlds did where you can pick your intelligence is high and you'll answer smarter or but you'll be terrible with people or you could be like this aggressive cop but you're dumb as a doorknob so like (laughs) so it's just it's cool how you can kind of those start you off but then you can kind of grow from there and the character like the choices you make have a lasting effect isn't this one the the one where you could become good at drugs yeah okay yeah all right which how did you get, how did you do with drugs, Jason? I, I said no. <laughs> I said no. I said no. No, I said no to drugs. Um, oh, come on. No, you know, because there was a there was a character I liked. Why didn't anyone and, tell me Jason's a fucking narc? Why didn't anybody tell me? <laughs> oh, I could have told you that. <laughs> well, that's the thing though. You using drugs causes people to see you as not trustworthy. And it makes other decisions. Like everything you do has a decision. Like when you start the game, you can like walk out and like no, your internal debate's like no, you have to put the shoes on your feet. <laughs> Good. That's like funny. <laughs> like your everyone starts the game. Your tie is on the ceiling fan, mm-hmm. and then depending on your intelligence level, the conversation that goes on it's like, do I just jump up and get it? Do I turn the fan on and then try to get it? Because it's so easy to hit a moving target. <laughs> and you stumble into the the room's bathroom and there's like bottles all in the bathtub. It's like, wow, what kind of bender did I go on? The best nice. It's definitely, um, I definitely recommend it. Um, I wouldn't say it's highly replayable, but I think it's, if you're because it's a long game, I think I put about 25 hours in on my playthrough. Um, I you do need multiple playthroughs for if you play it on PlayStation for the Platinum, mm-hmm. so it's replayable, but it depends on how you if you enjoyed yourself. Because the choices obviously you can make different choices all the time, but 25 hours is not exactly a Oh, I'm just gonna sit back down and play this. And I feel right. like you can't just it's not one of those things you can take a break from because you'll forget you can pick up the story again, but I mean I think it's you'll unless you can remember it, you'll have trouble remembering like how you interacted with the character. Like are you gonna like be cool with this character, like tell be honest all the time, or are you gonna be a tick or like so I think it's but it, it's definitely worth it if you uh, if the if the narrative if like that dialogue heavy where your dial your choices make actually have weight, I think it's I'd highly recommend it. Um, with the newest update, there's full voice acting, which is cool. They did, I mean, they did a fantastic job. That's and cool. when that comes to Switch, that's going to be really really great. Like this, that's a p- perfect game to be like portable. Bet you that text is going to be super tough to read. Unless yep. they listen to everything else about stupid Switch and the text being like 
the size of the disclaimer on a medicine bottle, which I think I can I, read. I can still read that, but still. For, for people watching, you see Calvin and Hobbes, the logo? That's the width of the text window. Like, it, then it goes up the whole screen. So on the Switch, Jeez. that's like... That's going to be super small. Granted, I played on PC, and I have a larger monitor, but it's there's a lot of there is a lot of text. It's not just do you want to open the door? Do you want to go through the back? Like it's not simple, simplified like dialogue. Like there's a whole because there's also the debate, and then but uh, it's definitely enjoyable. I'm glad I finally got around to. Not just starting it, but playing through. Yeah, I'm excited to finally start the game. I do want to play it. So we had uh, three thumbs up and one thumb down this week. Yep. Not bad. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we're just playing the backlog to see if we enjoy it. Should keep playing it or or finish it or just leave it alone. So, that's the point. Anyone play any other games since whenever <laughs> at this point I'll go I'll uh, be quick because I don't I didn't play a ton but uh like Jason I did do a review this week um, <laughs> yes because I uh, prior to last weekend did beat Chris Tales and did post my review for Chris Tales uh, which was a very good game um, uh, not like anything that's going to blow your mind, but it's very simple and it's very good at what it does. And it is a homage to classic RPG adventures. It's got that turn-based combat with a twist. The big central mechanic in Chris Tales is time. And they put time in different ways into all of the different elements of the gameplay. So like in combat, you can accelerate, uh, you can like move enemies either into the future or the past and you can combine that with like different spells so like let's say you poison an enemy and you push them into the future all of that poison damage that would happen over time happens all at once does massive damage stuff like that um the screen is divided in like this so it looks like three triangles and in the middle is the present and then you can see the past and the future and as you walk it's like a sliding scope of what you can see in the environment um you have a little frog friend who has a top hat his name is Matthias you can send him into the past yes Uh, you can send him into the past or the future when you send him into the past he does turn into a tadpole with a top hat um (laughs) (laughs) and uh game of the fucking year um and the reason for doing that is like sometimes the developers will hide a chest in like a different time so it's not there in the present but it was in the past or something like that so you can send him to the bed to the past to grab that chest for you or sometimes it'll be a quest item or something like that that you need or you need to listen in on a like a past conversation or something like that um there is decision making so at the end of every major chapter in the game you make a decision that will alter the path of the game and there is a good ending versus not good endings there's a couple different ones Um, so, and the way you get better choices to have better outcomes is by completing the side quests. So there are, there is like a purpose for doing, so each town has like three or four side quests in it. And by doing that, you learn more about the characters and the situation. 
so you can make better decisions and have better options at the end of the chapter so you can get the best ending for each area. Um, the one annoying thing about that is that that means there are a bunch of missable trophies, so you cannot platinum this game in one playthrough. With really, really smart saves coming, you can probably platinum it in 1.5 playthroughs, but I didn't know that. So like it would take me like one and three quarter playthroughs to do the platinum. So I'm not about doing that right now. Oh. So I'm like four trophies shy. Like I'm very oh. close. Um, but oh. there's this one trophy I can't get because if you get the best ending for one of the towns, a certain type of enemy stops spawning. And by the time you get a character who's like your beast master type character, like she can capture the other enemies and like use their spirits, you know, that kind of character. By the time you get her, you're already past that. So you can't go back and capture that enemy. And one of the trophies is capture all enemy types. Um, and it stops spawning if you get the best ending for that area, which you need for the trophy to A, get the best ending for that area and B, get the best ending of the game overall. Um, so you do need at least one and a half to 1.35, like 1.75 playthroughs um, to platinum because there's a bunch of missable shit. But um, overall, it's a good game. I highly recommend for somebody who likes classic RPGs, if you don't like classic RPGs, don't play it. <laughs> That's going to be my like. If you're like, I can't stand it. There's no autosave and there's no map. There's no quest markers. There's no fast travel. Like if you can't live without that stuff, don't play it. Um, but it, it's like a $40 game. I think now it would be a great pickup at $20. I'm going to say. Um, yes, like really solid. Um, enjoyed it. So. And it is on it is on PC Game Pass too. Yep, and it, yeah, it's it's oh, it's also it's everywhere. It's all platforms, current gen and previous, everywhere. Um, so, also, it's cute as cute as hell. So, um, it's, got a good, that, it's got a cool art style. I played yeah, the, the art. The art style. Looks I cool. thought it was. I thought it, it was. Looks fun, like a children's nice. storybook. Um, mm-hmm. and one of the things I wrote in my review is like this, the first time you load it up, especially as soon as you see that little talking frog in a top hat, you, your mood immediately elevates until you get the ability to walk by people and see the future. And then you start walking by old people and see that they don't have a future. And then your mood goes, Aww. Oh no. You just go downhill. Just, <laughs> Oh, that got dark. Well, that it does get real quickly. dark real fast. I was like, Oh, Oh no. <laughs> um but yes uh it's also there's a lot of final fantasy like the last time i talked about this game i said there's a character named fyra and then her like her mother was fyraga (laughs) yeah um you're also fighting the empress aka like the first couple like final fantasies you're always fighting the emperor but of course that's not the end game there's always another boss behind the obvious boss you know it's it's yeah. very much there's a lot of Final Fantasy chrono old school maybe even like other long running JRPGs going on in there. Breath of Fire. Yeah, all that good old stuff. That's a classic. Um, That's a yeah. throwback moose. Damn. You just dated yeah. yourself. Now. I think Damn. I think one and two were on the NES classic. Yes. One and no. two. Yeah. Was it on three? Definitely was on. Maybe, I don't know, I'd have to check. I feel like Seb did a Game Gems about Breath of Fire at one point. I forget which one it was, though. But yes. Um, so Chris Tails, thumbs up. Um, 
And then I started for about an hour now at this point, I've played not a ton, uh, near reincarnation. I don't know if anybody else has started that yet. It, it's on my phone. I haven't started it. No, I have it downloaded, but no, I have not. I don't have it downloaded and I will not start it. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Well, I wanted to chime in. Everyone said they, I mean, so I figured this is just a perfect. I'm just happy to be talking. (laughs) I just want to be part of the group. (laughs) Just just let me fit in, guys. Well, play near reincarnation. You can fit in. It's not that hard. (laughs) I feel a part of the group. I didn't want to fit in. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I, I haven't played a lot of it yet. I've basically done like the tutorial-ish stuff. I've played for maybe an hour tops. Um, and first impressions, fuck, the game is beautiful. Yeah. It's fucking gorgeous. The game is pretty. Uh, it sounds pretty, too. It, it's basically, from a visual and audio standpoint, it's everything you would want from another near game. In terms of the gameplay, obviously, huge difference from what like an actual near game is. Um, but the tutorial, I'm wondering if it gets harder than what I've done so far because it's pretty automated. So like the melee attacks are just automated and then there's like cooldowns for your different abilities and you tap the, the abilities, you get the idea. Um, and you're basically building your party and you find companions over time and you can equip them and kit them out with different, uh, stuff. So I'm assuming it's going to get more challenging beyond the first hour of the game. Uh, my hope is that it gets challenging to be fun, but not so challenging that you're like fucked if you don't get like the the special characters that you know you're going to be able to like gotcha pull or whatever, and you're just going to like monetize and shit. Like I hope it doesn't go down that road. Um, but so far, what you're doing is so it takes place in an environment called the cage, and you don't really know much about this place, but you're just a little girl, and this little ghost named Mama floats up to you and starts talking to you. Um, and tells you you're in the cage and uh, you find these like statue things. And if any, like, if anybody has played near, you know, that in the near games, all of the weapons have these things called weapon stories. And as you upgrade a weapon from level one to level four, you unlock more of the backstory for that weapon. Um, that concept is at the core of this. So as you find these different like petrified statue things, you're essentially you're unlocking four stages of a weapon story and that's like what it's called and you pick up the weapon and you see the story played out in this the art style changes and becomes this like i don't know how to describe it this like 2d highly characterized basically like shadow outline type of thing Um, and you watch the weapon story play out and then there's usually a fight at the end of it and then you collect weapons and characters as you go. Um, so, so far, it's cool. It's pretty. It's chill. Um, I'm hoping that the gameplay gets a little bit more engaging once you get out of, like, tutorialish zone. Uh, I'm through the first area. Um, I've got two party members. So I will probably be playing that uh, in an airport at some point this week. Um, in- any familiar characters thus far? Okay. No. I mean, obviously, there's, like they're promoting crossover events right now with like 2B and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But um, no, these are completely new characters. Okay. Um, right. I mean, there's going to be similar themes. Like one of the first characters you encounter, 
she's got a robot arm and a robot leg and looks a little bit like a2 but it's not it's, it's a completely different person she's like a bounty hunter and stuff like that um so new characters new stories don't know how it's going to connect to the larger near lore yet um but i'm interested um and i just today finally started ender lilies and i won't really talk oh. about that because uh that is the game club of the month but i do do, do just want to say very quickly it's beautiful um yeah. and when i loaded it up like i already knew this visually it's to me i described it at the one like before we started recording it's like child of light meets salt and sanctuary visually like you've got the little girl with the sprites flying around her and the way that she moves almost um and then like the color palette and the grim demeanor of salt and sanctuary and also kind of the similar gameplay style and progression of salt and sanctuary um and the music is almost got a little bit of near in it as well and then it's like near with i am setsuna or tokyo rpg vibes in the music from what i've heard so far so those are all good things i'm through the first boss and exploring like sort of two branched areas beyond that but i only played for about 45 minutes today Uh, okay uh so well i think like me and jason are gonna try and piggyback because we played a game together that will probably bounce oh, right. off each other so uh i finished demon souls Cheers. um i have a ways to go for the platinum uh that's because i decided to just act in a very cavalier manner with some soul making and uh and yeah that game is still one of the best games I've ever played. Uh, it's still one of my favorite games of all time. And it's still every, so every time I walk into a world uh, and I see an NPC or I get to a fight that I knew was coming, I'm like, it's, it, it's so good to be back here. Um. I did almost all the world tendency events uh, in my first playthrough. Uh, I had to, uh, I had to not do the white world tendency stuff in World Five because uh, I fucked up. That's what poison swamps do to people; they fuck you up. But um, I'd been playing with Ahmed and. We sort of said, as we do New Game Plus, we would do it in fractured mode. And let me tell you, the idea of flipping a world horizontally in a way that brings your character along with that flip is creepy. Um, So I say that none of the controls change. So R1 still swings your weapon, even though the weapon's in the left hand now. L2 still parries with the shield, even though the shield's in the right hand. Mm-hmm. Now, explaining that, I immediately think I should be more confused than I am, but because I've been doing because I've been doing R1 and L1 and not really looking at my character, I just sort of have the moveset embedded 
which is nice because I feel like if they did it the other way, that would make this a whole new level of I hate myself. Uh, but they didn't. I will say this: flipping everything has made some weird optical illusion shit happen <laughs> while playing this game. Because I'll be running through an area, and if I'm actually you know, holding circle to run. It feels like I'm running and the game is shot through a fisheye lens. It's very disorienting, but, uh, but it's, I mean, something like that, it still makes it feel new. I still, I I find new ways to get lost now, but uh, I bet we, since we both had a bunch of stones of ephemeral eyes from our playthrough, we were able to, summon each other into the first world. We took the phalanx out like the bitch it is uh, because the phalanx is, a, is an easy boss. And uh, and yeah, that's all we've done uh, to this point. But I'm excited to do more and I'm excited to go after the penetrator armor. I'm excited to platinum the game again and uh, it's very nice to be wandering around Boletaria like it's 2011 for me again. I mean, I, I played it in 2009, but I didn't... I bounced off of it really quickly, and then uh, I didn't play it again until after I met Ahmed, and he and I decided to play it together. So, um, but yeah. Most fun spellcasting in FromSoft games, as far as I'm concerned. And I think it... it Ahmed and I both chose to be spellcasters because we wanted we wanted to we sort of decided we were going to get through this game really quickly and if you want to get through a from software game quickly be a spellcaster in demon souls shit becomes trivial uh you walk into five one and it's not even like you really need to plan for it i mean there are certain things you you you've learned by this point like you've learned You've probably got the ring of magical sharpness. You've probably got something that boosts your magic power, or you've learned to have a weapon that scales it, or you've learned that the crisp blade, if you have it in one hand, uh, it boosts your magic power. Walk into that leechmonger fight, drop a firestorm, and say bye bye leechmonger. It's glorious. I never get sick of it. I never get sick of being stupidly overpowered and stomping a boss. It's fun. Um, the rest of those levels get really annoying, um, but uh, but yeah, I still think that is my favorite of From Software's games, and I will stop myself here as to not make you any more bored. I'll go first, and then we can. We got we got two to to jump in together, but um, yes, <laughs> I finished and I reviewed Trigger Witch. I talked about this I think the last time we recorded. It's a twin stick shooter. Uh, you are a witch. A lot of fun. Super burner anyway. Oh wait, no, that's Money Python. Mm. Super <laughs> colorful. There's even a pinata mode. You can replace all the blood. So like, it's just. Confetti flies everywhere. Um, story went. I want to was, play that way, just in general. Story, <laughs> like the story. I won't spoil it, but the story went places that I had to tell 
so I enlisted Michaela, and she's like, I'm, I was like, you're not playing this. And she's like, probably not. I told her, her reaction was, wait, wait, what? It, it got, it was like, what? I said, I thought Scarlet Nexus was weird. But yeah, then when this she happened. described Scarlet Nexus, and then I described this, and it was like, uh, oh, okay then. <laughs> I. It would have been up. funny if she said, Jason, you like anime. <laughs> Didn't get that weird. Um, it got pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, <laughs> one of the games I've talked about for months, Tribes of Midgard, came out. I got that. Um, <laughs> Jeff's like my lucky horseshoe. The first match we played, we stopped Ragnarok and beat the game. I was yeah. like, what the hell? He was like two like, minutes out of the tutorial and joined him. And I was like, yeah, I, we just got, we had a good group, but um, this is a lot of fun. Um, it's uh, it's a survival sandbox. It's like Don't Starve meets Diablo. Um, it was a blast. I'm still going to play it, even though I kind of reach the end because there's going to be seasons with different bosses and themes um i i picked up from our interview with um sebastian deccan for final fantasy 6 he mentioned 80s overdrive it's on switch it's basically a retro like cruising usa game Hmm. just simple uh racing Nothing fancy. I am currently working on a review for Jupiter Hell, which is Doom, the roguelike spiritual successor. This game is, it's really something. It's turn-based. It's, Matt actually mentioned that when I brought up to him, it's like super hot. You move, they move. Except you can choose to wait and let them move additional to kind of get you like a better aim it's it's definitely like smash mouth 90s like there's a lot of cursing they do warn you like it's like i think duke nukem like language like unnecessary but kind of funny but they warn you and say you can turn this off when you when you said when you said Smash Mouth, I was going to say, band, does it begin I mean, with them? <laughs> does it begin with someone going, somebody once told me the world is going to roll me? Um, so, but I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> All right. I'm disappointed in you. Fair. <laughs> So I'm working on the review for that. Another game I reviewed, and Moose will chime in, was Blightbound. This is a co-op dungeon crawler, kind of like Dragon's Crown. Um, it's not... not See, I feel like you had, I feel like you had praise for this upon first impression. Is that true? No. no. Or was that? No, no, no. Or was that just something we? Is that just something we thought looked? He had cool? hope. I had, he oh, had okay. hope. School. I mean, because it looked like Dragon's Crown. 
but a co-op. Yeah. It was like, oh, this is. I mean, my reviews up on Obelisk.co, but this was. The main point of my review was that it's something's there. It's it's not a dumpster fire. It's it can be yeah, but there's the systems just don't work. Like me, Moose, and Jeff played, and like it just was like. Question: How far from decay of logos? How far? Oh, from the bottom? oh light years. It's okay. not. No, no. There's Moose will agree. There's something there. Like it looks good. Yeah, it's not. It's not like terrible. I think it looks good. I think it controls good. I just feel like the mechanics are like not there. Uh, like healing. I'm like, why is that to one person who's halfway, acro- who's like all the way across the room on the floor? And he's like, I need to heal myself, bag it over here. And I'm a rogue on the other side. And I'm like, I can't get there in time. So then I have no way to heal myself if I need to. So it's just like, all right, well, I'm, I'm dead. Like, I think we said that the most. I'm down. Was the thing that we said the most while the three of us were playing. I'm down. I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> like, we struggled in a voice chat. Like, you're expected to play in with just blind matchmaking. Like, the three of us were in chat, and just the yeah. way everything works, it's just... And, and, I mean, there's other things, like the UI is a bit clunky, but, I mean, it looks good. I mean, I think, I don't know, I think if you have three people willing to play it and put the time in, it could be something. But, I mean, sometimes you just want to jump into matchmaking, and that could be a 10 to 15 minute wait. And it's like, if that's now, when it just came out, not a lot of people pick this up. It's going to be even long. I mean, you could play with bots, but the bots are, yeah, they're they're just there. Yeah. Um, the last game I played, which I actually won five free codes for, um, was Eldest Souls. I gave yes. Moose. <laughs> me and Moose started at the same time. An hour and a half in, we had like 90 deaths combined, yet we just kept going. It's it's one of those, like, you like, I felt like I was going to break the 8-bit doing my hands. Like, no! Like, it's, <laughs> you get so, it's, it's not like you get in the fight and get your ass handed to you. Like, you get so close, and then you're like, no! And the next one, you get one shot. And then the next one, you get closer, and it's like, it's it looks great. I mean, this it, it looks yeah. really cool. It's got that mm-hmm. I like that art style, like Children of Morda, um, Morbid. Um, it's yeah, that I, I like that pixel, like isometric. It's it controls great. Um, yeah, it's just it's a fun, uh. Well, fun's not the real, the right word, but it's a it's a challenging game. But when you, it's one of those when you do beat the boss, you're like, yes, yes, yeah, definitely. I like I liked its uh, uh, game mechanics as well. So like you have a dash, but you only have like three charges, and you can use like 
as much of it as you want to like get away from the boss. And then there is the uh, like the healing mechanic. What what was that? What do you do that get? Blood, like you basically charge your attack, and you I think hit the blood thirst or blood lust. Basically, I think it's one of those two. You have to be aggressive. Yeah. So it's like Bloodborne. So like you hold down the attack button and your character does a short like dash forward and then like strikes and then your sword develops these spikes on them all around it. And so basically you're if you hit the boss while you hat while you're you're in bloodlust, like you steal health back from the boss. So it's kind of like, you know, getting your getting your stuff back for, in Bloodborne, uh your health back in Bloodborne. And so it kind of it's like you're doing this balancing act of like, oh, I could take this hit because um he's about to do this, and then I can roll right in with a dash attack behind him, strike him a couple times and get the health back and be able to get away from him before he does this next their next attack, I guess. But yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It is tough. Like the the boss patterns, like you know, just picking up on the boss patterns is really what's gonna get you you know, to, to beat each boss. Uh, I'm on the third boss right now. I haven't played it since that first time we played it. I picked it up a little bit before the um, recording and I'm like, I don't want to be bad when I record. So I, st- I stopped. I was like, this guy is really going to tick me off. So I don't want to do that. So I'll just, I'll just wait and play it a little bit later. But uh, yeah. And I agree with Jason. The art style is beautiful. Um, the there's not, cool. The, yes, like the music boss is cool have, too. Like, entrance music, <laughs> like yeah. awesome, yeah. awesome. Uh, and what's also really cool is I feel like it's a game that's not going to waste your time because there's not a lot of exploring in between bosses. There might be a little bit, but it's pretty much you move to get to a boss, beat the boss, and you're doing like a little small section, and then boom, you're right into the next boss, and you're just going about your business. It's almost like it's almost like Yarnum. Like if you go beat Cleric Beast and then, but you don't really have as NPCs or like you only have a few NPCs to talk to. So I guess it would be even half of Yarnum. And then yeah. boom, you're at, you're at Father G and you're already attacking him. And then boom, you're onto the blood starved beast. Like it's, it's like boss fight after boss fight, which is really nice because it keeps the pace going. Uh, and that's what I enjoy about it. And when you die, it says retry or give up. If you hit retry, you're, in the boss room, like it, yeah. Which I found out if if you need a break, don't hit retry because like you're in the boss room, like you move yeah. your toe and the fight starts, and you're like, yeah, oh, but, that again. But yeah, that's the good thing though. Like if you hit retry and you're like, you're right there. I have to gauge the restaurant. You're right there, but if you don't move, the boss doesn't acknowledge you're there, so you can just kind of like chill, you know, until like you're ready to go, take a breather. Or whatever, but yeah, like you could also just say, No, I don't want to try it again <laughs> and exit out or do whatever. But because, yeah, after the second boss, technically the first real one, the tutorial, you usually have a choice of two bosses to tackle. Like you have to beat them both, but you can go to so, like, if you choose to give up, you go back to like the attunement stone and can go the other way and get your ass handed to you. Like, yeah. it depends on how you want your ass handed to you. And sometimes, like, you get one-shotted, like, legit, like, full health all of a sudden, and you're like, what the... <laughs> what? Um, what? What but, just happened? 
or like you think you're about to and like you manage to dash out of the way and then you're like wait I survived that dead yeah. it's yeah it's a lot of um, I'll be happy just beating the game uh, I'm not going to be like the speedrunners uh, the, the current, 12 minutes the current record's 13 minutes to beat the whole game um, I, I'm almost three hours and I'm seven bosses down. I'm How like, many bosses I, are there? Do you know? I think 15? No. Moose knows. You could say. I, I know. Don't care if you, I don't care if I know the number. Oh, uh, you want to know? Yeah, why not? It, it's 10. There's oh, only 10 okay. bosses. All right. I'm not three hours. To That's not bad. Three hours, 150 deaths. I don't think I've ever died in a video game 150 times in three hours, though. I might have in Celeste. I don't know if it was in three hours, but yeah. I mean, There's... the later levels of Super Meat Boy. Oh, yeah, they'll get you. Oh, man. Well, because with Elder Souls, like we said, you hit retry, you're right at the boss. There's no, like, downtime. You don't have to run. Like, it's not like Remnant yeah. or, or Souls. Like, you have to go back to the boss room. Like, you're in the boss yeah. room. So it's yeah. Like, yeah. And there's actually a trophy for dying ten times in a row, which surprisingly pops, like, immediately. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I love it's funny those trophies. I love those trophies where it's like, you died. Here's a trophy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I th- also, like, what's cool about it is there's different items you can get to upgrade, like, your system. So, like, there, there's three trees, I think. Yeah, the, the leveling. The, yeah, the trees are a lot more extensive than I um, expected. It's not just a simple put a point. Like, and you can not mix and match the trees, but within the tree, there's choices. And you can kind of, on the, not, in, in a battle, but like just pause the game when you're not fighting and you can change it. Yeah. So it's pretty cool how you can be like, oh, well, because it kind of can fit your play style with the three different trees that you have, or you can, uh, or, you know, mix and match if you want, change it to take on a boss or see if your play style will allow you to take on a boss. So it's pretty cool. Highly recommend. It's like, it's, yeah, okay. I highly recommend it too. It's it's good. I mean, I was just gonna say it's like going from like like you don't have to go respec. You just like change. Hey, I'm no longer a strength build in Dark Souls. I'm now a Dex build. You know what I mean? Like it's instantly, and it's it's pretty cool. So, and you get a special move with each one that you like spec into. So, which is nice, and you can build up your meter. Um, I think the what what was it the wind one the green one you you just attack faster or something yeah. I can't remember the, what exactly the wind, it did the wind for one you. you attack faster and you mm. I think you could dash more and dodge more you move faster yeah then there's the berserk yeah. one where you do more bloodlust damage so you kind of like can heal faster and yeah. then there's a there's a counter tree I think that's all about dodging and counter I think that's that. defense. Right. Yeah, that's a defense. Defense, defense, defense. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, it, it, and then it has like a, it has like, like a. You sound like Ahmed. You don't need armor. Just fucking roll. <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't um, need defense if everything's dead. So fucking. Kill I mean, it that's true. That's true. That's true. 
Uh, you don't need defense if you do more damage to them than they do to you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but it's pretty cool. Hit. Just get good. Uh, but it, it's also cool how like the powers have like a soft fill. Like they, you fill up the mirror to a certain point by doing damage to the boss, and you can kind of use it. But then if you let it fill up all the way, like it's a full meter and gives you like way more time and I think an extra bonus to whatever it does for mm-hmm. filling the meter. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, I'm looking forward to messing around more with the uh, the other trees than the one I was using. But yeah, yeah I highly only, recommend it too. My only complaint is using the 8-bit do, the buttons are swapped. So it refers to A, it means B. And it refers to Y, it means X. And I'm constantly like, the fuck? Yeah. And I still don't get it. And it's still because I'm like... <laughs> but I mean, I've been good in combat. It's more the menu navigation. I like look and I'm like, what was the what? See, what you need to do is just not even think about it and just do like, like oh hey, the bottom button be. confirms. The bottom button confirms, and the, you know, like the the button on the right at three o'clock goes back. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's just yeah, like that's what I had to do. I'd like turn my brain off and be like no it's not these buttons but i think if you pick up the xbox version of the 8-bit do to play their cloud to use to play their cloud on cell phones like that one actually has the buttons mapped like it would because they use xbox controller button configuration but i think there's also like a mod you can put to change it to like what controller you're using for across the board for steam so Anyways, but yep, that was it. What I've been playing, did you put and loose? Uh, I have been playing a bunch of Spider Man Miles Morales, I'm enjoying it. Nice. Uh, it is you, you could definitely tell it is a not like it's it's not a $60 game just because, and I don't say like quality, like the quality is still up there, still love it, still enjoying it, but I mean like lengthwise. Like, it's a lot shorter. Like, the story, I love the story because it's moving a lot faster. Than, not that the first game or, you know, 2018, Spider-Man 2018 was just, like, slow. It's just like, oh, this is nice. Like, it's just like a bite-sized nugget of a game. Like, I already know who the main villain is. I already know their identity. I don't have to go fight, like clear like three other bases to get clues to like talk to somebody to figure it out no it's just like boom 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 here you go and just move through the through the story so i'm very happy about that i'm getting better with the combat i'm getting better with like moving around because i haven't played spider-man 2018 since 2018 like i platinumed it and just put it down and haven't gone back this is kind of making me want to go back and play the dlcs um so i might do that i don't know we'll see what happens but loving Miles Morales. Uh, the new powers, the new power is cool for Miles. I like it. Um, so just trying to get used, like trying to work that into the game as I play, and then working in like you know the moves that I should know already. I was like real trash when I pick, first picked it up to start playing, and I was like, man, it has been too long since I played a Spider-Man game. So, anyways, that's been a lot of fun. Um, Returnal, back on Returnal, playing that a lot more. Still loving that. That game is great. Um, I played some Blightbound with Jason and Jeff, like you said. 
some eldest souls, uh, which has been a lot of fun. Um, that's been, I need to get back to that and play some more of that. But I think that's, that's pretty much it. Like I haven't, I haven't really played anything else. Um, I was going to try and play the back for blood beta, but then I was like, man, you know, I'm like, I'll just wait for that to come out. Cause I think they were doing a thing where like, if you watched a streamer for an hour, you got a code and like, you're trying to click on the link to like, see what the things are. Like I was watching Fextra Life and you'd like try and click on the link and everybody is in there doing like exclamation point time to see how long they've been watching the stream yeah. so they could just get through code and go play the game. And I'm like, dude, just put a timer on your phone. Just put a timer on your phone for an hour. And even if you watched it for an hour and a minute, what does it matter? Go make a sandwich, go, you know, mow the lawn or do something, do something else. Just, you know, cause you sitting there clicking that is not going to do anything. And just leave it on and walk away and then just come back. I think you right. can also. Uh, I think people found out if you pre-order from Amazon the physical, you get yeah. a code. But Amazon doesn't charge for games until release until they ship. So people yeah. were getting a code and then canceling it, which is kind of like it's kind of fucked because they probably run out of codes then. Um, yeah. Or you could just wait three more days for when this is out, August twelfth, and it's a free open beta. Oh, is it? Wait, it's out on the 12th, August twelfth. The game or just the beta is open. The be- they're switching to an open beta. Oh, nice. This was Very the cool. uh, the like invite only pre order beta. Well, I'll definitely try the open beta. That'd be cool. I mean, who's not up for shooting zombies with your friends? You know, I think, sure. I think it could sure. be fun. So, but I can't really think of anything else off the top of my head. That's about it. Yeah. A few news pieces and we'll get the hell out of here. Um, new studio opened. That's new, No Moon. Um, Call of Duty Vets. <laughs> uh, people are speculating it's um, their first game's going to be a Star Wars title. Uh, could be. Based on their. But it's like, yeah, I get the studio reference, but what do you do after you make the Star Wars game? The reference doesn't make sense for other games. You can only make Star Wars games. I want them to make a Star Wars game, but then have it not be a Star Wars game. Then they could say, that's no Star Wars game. Or it not be a shooter. Or like action, make it be a puzzle game or some some stupid ass shit. Match three. Yeah, Yeah, match three. (laughs) Star Wars gotcha, motherfuckers. (laughs) That's we had the Annapurna Interactive Showcase. Showed off a lot of cool things. Uh, I walked away from that super positive. But that's all I remember about it. I don't remember exactly. I mean, I think they, they, the one thing that stood out to me was Outer Wilds DLC. I'm assuming yeah. you have more than that right there. But I don't. I um, oh, Solar okay. Ash got a release date. October something. Stray looks good and like something I would oh, play. Yes. That looks that looks pretty cool. I so like I don't have anything against Annapurna, but like a lot of their games are like hit or miss with me, or I'm just like kind of eh, whatever. I'm glad they exist for the fans sure. and the people that love them, but mm-hmm. I'm like eh, 
but Solar Ash, I'm really pumped about. And then Stray looks like really good. And then they also had some other games that I just like looked at the trailers and was like, oh, this is interesting. You know, like maybe, maybe I'll play that. I can't remember the names off the top of my head because I, you know, that was a while ago. I think they, but... they did some artful, I think they had an artful escape there. Um, that might have been the one. Whereas the, the, the guy who decides he's going to be a rock star. Oh yeah. Um, and yeah, Outer Wilds DLC has me pumped. Yeah, that'll be cool. Because I would love a reason to go back to that game. Game is still a, a solid year for indies. Like it's never really yeah. a bad year for indies, but it's a solid year for indies. Mm-hmm. True. Well, yeah, I think they still got a ton left. Yeah. That's, that's what Damn. I'm saying. Like, there's, there's still more to come in the fall. We've had a lot of good indies already, and some of these, like Solar Ash, still to come in the fall. Al, the number one indie last year comes out Thursday on PS4 and Xbox. So, 80s. Yes. yes, it does. It's going to arrive here. I, I might have I bought it again. <laughs> it's going to arrive here while I'm in the no, Caribbean. You can't, you can't make that statement and say, it might arrive. It's going to arrive. Oh, I might have No, you did. Just say I did. Say I double dipped. Uh, no, I, the, oh, we are past double dipping. Oh, that's right. You... <laughs> this would be number four. Um, <laughs> four? I had it in early access. And oh, I, yeah. okay. I had it switch. in early access. A switch digital, switch physical. Yes, oh, fine. Okay. Um, but uh, They should be sending you like Personal thank you letter. Be like, thank you uh, for buying so many. Super Giant's my favorite. My I favorite mean, indie dev. Also, yeah. Fist is coming out in less than a month now. We still got mm-hmm. Fist. Yeah, it's September. Yep. It went uh, gold. Unfortunately, it's three. Yeah, it went gold. That I should didn't put that in the news, but Fist went gold this week. Um, and uh, it comes out three days before Tales of Arise. So, um, let's hope it's short. <laughs> right. And now Kina's in September. Kina's also, yep, yep. Mm. Let's hope Tales of Arise is, I was, heard Tales was, of Arise is more Viseria length, which I'm fine with. That's fine. Was, was, it, Kina was delayed to September, yes? yes it was supposed yes. to be August. August. I just wanted to make sure it wasn't delayed beyond they, that. No, they bumped it a month. So yeah. I'm, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at a list of stuff shown in Annapurna's event, just because I figured, so it looks like the first thing was Artful Escape. The second thing was Neon White. From the guy who did uh, Donut County, uh, okay. that is okay. that is a that is a first person parkour shooter with cards. Yes, yeah, which, we saw that okay. at something. Which what, looks was that at a indie world or something? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, then they also they, then there are a couple I don't remember. Uh, Memoir Blue, which is which was a reveal trailer. And then Storyteller, which was a reveal trailer. And no, I think that's a uh, a pop-up book type of game. Then they did then they went into Solar Ash, Outer Wilds, Stray, and oh wait. And then Skin Deep. They also talked about Skin Deep. Which I'm just looking at a list of what's there. I didn't I don't remember all of it. I'm not going to go into detail, but just in case people were looking. Then we got, I guess it's rumored, more details on PSVR 2. Um, mm-hmm. 
OLED, new controllers. Um, we're going to find out more early 2022. I'd guess fall holiday 2022 would be a release. If it stays on time. Yeah. Uh, Focus Home bought .temu. .temu. .emu. Uh, .emu. What did, they, uh, what did they do recently? They did something. So what did they Double do? Dragon? No. They did something. Who? They did. They, they're, they're doing something that's like, it looks really cool, but I don't remember what it is. I played my second to last backlog game. Sorry. Oh, Streets of Rage and um, Turtles. The new Teenage Mutant Turtles game. That's it. Okay. All right. That, it's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle ones. Anyway. Yep. Focus Home bought them. Focus Home uh, is one to watch. They've 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 been partnering, not necessarily buying a lot of studios, but they've been helping to publish a lot of games the past couple of years that have been really good. So, um, like Focus Home is on um, Plague Tale, uh, Greedfall. Like they've 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 been doing some smart stuff with their publishing. And then. Um... Embracer Group, the formerly the artist THQ. known as THQ and then THQ Nordic, they just picked up Easy Trigger, Ghost Ship Games, Crazy Labs, Grim Frost, Digic Arts, Force Field, and 3D Realms. Uh, the 3D Realms one is pretty big. Uh, maybe we'll see a new Duke Nukem. <laughs> THQ is another one. Uh, yes, that, that's what the world needs. Another Duke Nukem game. <laughs> yeah, they do. I'd buy that. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome. What if they did a Duke Nukem game that was a visual novel where he just goes through awareness training? I mean, that would be cool. I think that would <laughs> probably be funny, though. I, <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm saying. It would be would make funny. That a spoof. Yeah. But, um, um, something I didn't include in the news because this is again more rumors and stuff. But I, I, I'm gonna say it anyways. It seems like the current rumor is that Xenoblade Chronicles Three is in late development, yeah, maybe, and will be announced within the next several months. Yeah, I've been seeing that trending. Do we think that Nintendo and Sony would try and do something in the next month to get hype going for later this year? Well, Gamescom is coming up in a couple well, weeks. Yeah, later. Gamescom and Xbox well, has showcase 824. And they were talking something today with Destiny, but I don't know if that means anything or just Destiny's getting the first um, dibs. Uh, Xbox is getting first dibs on content because usually it's been PlayStation, but who knows? But yeah, Gamescom is coming. Um, we are almost guaranteed not to see Silk Song because that game doesn't exist. Neither does Bayonetta 3. There's several no. games that just don't exist. Nintendo doesn't really oh, oh, Nintendo doesn't do. really do much for Gamescom. They don't no. that's not like one of their like Gamescom, like you might see some Sony stuff. But for the most part, like a lot of the Japanese events in the fall are going to be more towards like your uh, TGS, which is a few weeks after Gamescom, 
and later you have Jump Festa and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There'll be stuff at the show. It won't be for everyone because gamers. It ain't about you. Story Route Zero, we have some cool friends who do some cool things, and I'd like to tell you about them. Phoenix Overdrive uses the power of games and gamers to help heal sick kids through the charity Extra Life. Phoenix Overdrive fundraises for Children's Miracle Network hospitals all year, every year, and the fun culminates in a 24-hour gaming marathon. Find out more about their events and projects online via Facebook at facebook.com slash phoenixoverdrive or on Twitter and Instagram at phx underscore overdrive. You can also join the Facebook group of Pawn Stars at facebook.com slash groups slash nation in order to share and discuss all the latest in nerd culture. They've also got a podcast, Nerd Overdrive, which you can see weekly at youtube.com slash phoenixoverdrive. You can also catch it on Facebook Live or twitch.tv slash phx underscore overdrive. That podcast is also published on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. You want merch? They got merch. Merch can be ordered from tinyurl.com slash phxodmerch, a portion of which goes to their fundraising efforts. Join the nation and be a hero to sick kids as El Capitan Rey Osorio, Lee the Maestro, and Becky, the lovely queen of the guild, always say, hashtag rise above. Thank you for listening to Story Route Zero. We hope you have enjoyed your time here as much as we've enjoyed having you. Once again, questions, concerns, complaints, pictures of pets, or favorite recipes can be sent to storyroutezero at gmail.com. You can yell at us on Twitter at storyroutezero. Rate us and review us on iTunes, YouTube, or wherever you may have found us as it helps with discoverability. If you'd like to hit us up individually, you can find Moose Cool at Sven, that's S-V-H-E-N-N on Twitter, PSN, Instagram, and of course, Twitch, streaming games. You can find Jason Marshall writing at obelisk.co. You can also find him on Twitter, at GimpyJ, with two Y's at the end, as well as PSN, Instagram, and Twitch. He also has his own website, whereisthepausebutton.com. You can find Michaela Crescione doing all sorts of writing at obelisk.co, as well as on Twitter, at redxmod. My name is Matthew Keel. You can find me everywhere I'd like to be, at infinite underscore rewind. That's Twitter. That's Instagram. That's Twitch. That's PSN. And I also have my own website, infiniterewind.com. Be sure to check us out at all the places. You are always welcome, and you will always have a seat waiting for you on this ride. Thank you for listening, but for now, it's back to the real world for us. So we will see you on the next one.